Alrighty, let's talk about stress. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Hey, Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the owner of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for Driven Mofos. And the reason why I do these is because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Now, let's talk about stress because it's something that everybody goes through, but most people don't know the benefits of it and how good it is to have stress and what's the difference between good stress, bad stress, how to define it, how to make sure you move out of distress or pain and the bad stress, I guess you could say. I don't like labeling it that way, but we could call it bad stress. And then turn into good stress where we have growth and we excel in life. So let's talk about it. A lot of people come to me and they say, Michael, I'm stressed. I've got a lot of stuff going on. What that really means is either they're in distress or they have chaos in their life. Now, chaos can be solved with structure and distress can be solved from starting to realize that most people are living outside of their values, their purpose, their mission, or again, they're in chaos. So it's one of those things. They're probably overwhelmed maybe or something like that, but there's something going on that's causing them to live in distress. Now, I did a talk about this maybe a year ago and... Um, Um, It was a two-hour talk. I'll probably see if I can find it somewhere and I might flip it up on YouTube or something like that. But essentially, when you look at stress, there are two main scientifically types of... I don't even know if that's, that's the correct languaging, but there are two main types of stress. The first one is distress. Now, distress normally means that there's disorganization in the body. It can lead to hormonal imbalances, mental imbalances, emotional imbalances. And so this is where things aren't working well for us. Now, we know when there's distress because there's normally chaos. It normally feels like we're out of control or we're melting down or we're burning out. There's something going on there that is causing you to be distressed and out of balance. But then there's also this other stress, which we call eustress. Now, it's spelled e u stress, eustress. Now, eustress is beneficial stress. Now, as humans, we need to have different types of stress in order to keep us healthy and in order to grow. Now, let me give you some examples. In order to grow and stay alive, we need radiation. Now, if we don't have radiation, we can essentially die. Now, the sun gives us consistent radiation. So from the moment that it hits the horizon in the morning and we get that sunlight, we start to wake up. Now, that changes our hormonal responses. When we start to see light, it makes us more alive and feel better about the morning. It stimulates things like uh, adrenaline to get us up out of bed and serotonin. We start feeling better. And then as the sun starts to go down in the afternoon, we start to get more melatonin and we start to get a bit more relaxed and a bit more chilled out so that we can fall asleep at nighttime. We need to have that radiation. That's beneficial radiation. That is a beneficial stress. But if you live near a nuclear power plant and you're, well, actually, let's not just say nuclear power plant because most of them are very safe, even though most people around the world freak out about this idea of nuclear. They're actually very, very safe. But let's say you live under high voltage power lines. There's a lot of scientific data out there that shows that you can have a lot higher incidence of disease by living under high voltage power lines because of the radiation that is happening. There is different thoughts out there around the type of radiation that we get consistently. So there's research and data out there that if you're or sitting right next to your Wi-Fi all the time and you've got it in your bedroom at nighttime or your mobile phone near your head, then that's radiation. That can start to cause distress, not you stress. So it may not be beneficial stress. Then we also have things like nutritional stress. There are foods that are beneficial for us and keep our digestive system and our immune system and everything working well. And then if we have foods that are incorrect for our body type or we may be allergic to them or we may have intolerances to them, then it can start to cause distress. 
So there is nutritional stress in the body. There is also physical stress. So we all know that physical exercise can be massively beneficial, make us feel good and make us feel alive and keep us healthy. But if we overtrain or we have consistent injuries or we've got some form of injury there and we're not allowing it to heal, then that can become distress. Or if our body's not working properly due to tight muscles or muscle imbalances or other imbalances that we may have going on in our body, that can actually be a problem and lead to distress. So my point is that there's this fine balance that's going on consistently in our body and around us. And we need stress in order to survive. If we don't have stresses, we don't grow. And if we don't have mental stress, we become very lazy and lethargic and complacent. But if we have too much stress and we're, we don't know how to control our thought processes, you can start to have things like anxiety. So anxieties normally pop up when we give ourselves inefficient timeframes or ineffective timeframes in order to achieve things or in order to get somewhere or in order to push hard to get out of somewhere. And I've spoken before in some of the podcasts where I've worked with some of the different types of people with anxiety and how they've had different responses depending on what they're in a rush for. That girl that I think I spoke about in one of the podcasts ages ago where she had social anxiety and it was diagnosed social anxiety. And I worked with her and we ended up realizing that she was just in a rush to get out of the situations because she didn't like being around people that didn't have her value set. So that can be a distress. Now, a stress might be going out and networking and meeting people who have similar values that you can connect with and who have these stimulating conversations that make you think more and grow more. That's a stress, a beneficial stress. So we need to consistently challenge ourselves both mentally, emotionally, physically in order to have good stress as well so that we can grow as people. Without that, then we can become really lazy, lethargic, complacent with our physicality, but also mentally. And you see this in over-supported children. They become very codependent and can't really navigate the world. And then it ends up leading to distress anyway, because they just can't cope. The same thing can happen though. If you have a child and you give them too much stress, they can become distressed and then they can be too aggressive or they can try to, you know, they try to take over the world because I can do everything myself. And that can be someone who has dealt with a lot of stress as a child as well. So it's important to check in with the amount of stress that you have and also realize that your ability to handle stress stress has a lot to do with your values. Now, I spend a lot of time at Thrive Time, our Thrive Time event, going into values because values are essentially a filtration system for the brain. Now, I would say that probably 99% of the cases that I've seen where values are taught, they're taught incorrectly and they haven't been studied and researched. And that's because the study of values is a field of study called axiology. And axiology looks at two main things in a person's life or in the way that we operate. One of them is how we operate philosophically and also how we operate economically. Now, if we're living our true values, we feel a sense of purpose in life and we, we feel that there's a reason to do what we do. And that is a philosophical construct. And we feel that there is value to our life. So that's part of our values. That's uh, half of the equation of the value system. Then the other half of it is where are we valuable in society, which is also the other half of the equation in values. So for me, my number one value is learning and teaching. Now, I spend the majority of my life learning and teaching. And because of that, I make good money. And it's also the thing that fulfills me because I get I'm good at it and I love it and I'm committed to it and I spend the majority of my life doing it. Now, there are other people out there who probably want to have a high value of learning, but they just won't commit the same time. They won't be able to ha handle the same amount of stress and thinking and ability to research multiple things at once and integrate that knowledge because they just don't have the value structure to be able to do that. My second highest value is high value connections. So I can pretty much go anywhere, talk to anybody in most cases and build relationships, friendships and, and so on. And that's also why I've got a phone right in front of me here with 
probably a couple of billion dollars worth of contacts on there. Because for me, I find it quite easy. I can talk to people relatively well. Like it doesn't, you know, I don't find that stressful. Whereas to some other people going out and just randomly talking to people, they'd freak the fuck out. And even if they learned how to do it, they would do it logically and it would seem gooberish. And so there are a lot of people out there who when they try to communicate, they communicate very logically and you can tell that they're disconnected and don't really understand human interaction. You sometimes see this in people with autism where they have to learn how to connect with people and communicate effectively. And so because of that, it seems very disconnected. But there are a lot of people out there who just don't have it in their high values, connection in their high values. So they do seem disconnected when they communicate or non-genuine. So my point is everyone has a unique value system. Now, I don't have a high value of children, hence why I don't have them. Now, I can look after my niece and nephew. I can look after them for a couple of hours and I feel fine. But after like half a day, I'm like, take these kids back, I'm fucking cooked. And that's just because it starts to turn from a stress into a distress because I can't handle that same amount of family time as what my sister can. Now her highest values family, big pardon, she's a phenomenal mum. She just gets the kids, she understands them, she knows what they want, she knows how they want it, when they want it, because she can just read the situation completely differently. Now I have some friends of mine who their highest value is wealth creation and they just read markets completely different. They see opportunities. I sat in a cafe with one of my old clients who's now a very good friend, who's an investment banker and they work in uh, mergers and acquisitions. Now he sat in the cafe and he started calculating what their profit was, their turnover. Like he was fucking incredible. He just sat there and he's like, oh, with this amount and I've been in here a couple of times and I've calculated this many people come through the door on average and at this price point and coffee's selling for this at the moment. And so he just calculates all these details and numbers in his head. If I had to do that, it would take me a month and it would stress me the fuck out. And that's because for me, that's a distress. For him, it's a stress because he loves that stuff. It's in his high values. So the point that I'm getting at is that if you're not unclear with your values, it is highly likely that you can't handle as much stress as somebody else who's living their values. Now, if that is you, then you just need to get really, really clear, clear on your values because you do have a very unique value structure that is unique to you. And should you know it, you will know where you're most valuable in society, which also means that you'll tap into your greatest earning potential. So your wealth will go up. Secondly, you will also know where you wanna put the most amount of your energy and effort in order to feel the most fulfilled. Now, because most people are unclear on their values, what they'll do is they'll have a lot of distress. And when they have distress, they wanna escape. So they'll wanna go on holidays, they'll wanna get away from things, they won't wanna work, they'll feel stressed out and pressured all the time, but then they'll wanna distract themselves. You know, this is where you see an increase in drug use or drug abuse. You'll see, uh, you know, more drinking and more alcohol consumption because someone's under distress and they're trying to get away from the stress. Whereas when you love the stress, you run into it. So if you're a gym junkie, you don't sit there and go, oh, I'm going to be sore tomorrow and I don't really want to go to the gym and this is going to be too hard and you know I don't know what I'm going to wear. You just, you're ready to rock and roll. You walk into the gym, you're like, yeah, let's fucking do this because you love that stress of training. You love the pain afterwards. And then the next day you want to go again because you feel like you're getting great results. That's a you stress. Now for some other people who have a low value on exercise, that's like their ultimate nightmare. But for some people out there having kids is their ultimate nightmare, whereas for others it's a dream. Some people studying and learning is their ultimate dream, whereas for other people it's a nightmare. For some people having to do physical labor is a nightmare, whereas for other people it's their dream. So when you're really clear on it, you know where to put your energy, where to put your focus, you'll be able to handle more pressure and you'll handle more stress, which means you'll be better at the job role and you'll have a greater increase of growth. Because the greater the stress that you can manage, the greater the growth. And that's why things in nature tend to grow under stress and pressure. If you have a look at everything in nature, things either grow or die. And the one thing that makes people uh, that makes things grow the most is stress. Okay, trees grow the, the deepest roots in the harshest droughts. That's one of my quotes from years ago at one of my events. But also things expand in the universe 
from a quantum level right through to a cosmological level or a universal level, um, they expand through pressure. Now, if we're having consistent pressure and consistent stress and we can handle a lot of it because we're living our values before we get overwhelmed and turn into distress, then you're probably gonna have optimum growth. Whereas if you're someone who's living outside of your values, subordinating to others because you've got implanted values, which I've spoken about in my other podcasts. Sigmund Freud called that the super ego. Now, when you've got the super ego, you're living based on the implanted values of everybody else and you think that you should be doing all this stuff. And so you get really stressed out and overwhelmed because you don't know what to do in life. And then you start doing things either because of the money and then you realize you're not good at it and it creates more stress. And we've probably all been there, right? I know I have. And when you do that, your life will be, you will live with consistent distress and you won't be able to take on as much pressure and stress as other people around you, which means you won't get the growth they will. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this conversation helps. Go and check out, uh, there's, there, uh, I'll see if I can pop it up on YouTube. I'll get my team to do it in the next couple of weeks. If you're not following me on YouTube, hop across, hit that subscribe button um, because I am posting extra bonus content on there. Also, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, we have the No Bullshit Business Hacks for Driven Mofos. Just go to Facebook, type in the search bar, uh, Driven Mofo Business Hacks, you'll see the group pop up. I post stuff in there every day around either wealth creation, sales, marketing, mindset, systems, process, structure. We do a Focus Fridays where we do one hour of hardcore focus work as a, as a group. And so please jump over there and join that as well. The reason why I'm doing all this stuff is because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Anyway, Driven Mofos, never underestimate the dream. Keep living with mojo and get on top of your values. Or if not, come to Thrive Time. <laughs>